Hello, hello, welcome to episode three. Hi. I think we're all sick today, aren't we? Yeah. Everyone's just mash up with cold, man. It's our hot <laughs> You have to bear with us today. Oh. Okay, it is the season of flu and... Sickness. <laughs> <laughs> today we will be talking about Black History Month. A month that no one wants to talk about. And you're probably thinking, it's almost Christmas. Why are you guys talking about Black History? Because we can. And we will. <laughs> um... Well, we feel that it shouldn't just be reserved for October. Black history is a part of our ancestry, is a part of us. It's a, history shapes our past, our present and our future. And we should discuss it all the time and not just reserve it for October. So, in our true Tudoras fashion, where did we go? What did we eat? Start with you, Mimi. Where'd they go? So, as we've noticed, over the last few podcasts, I haven't really been going anywhere because no one doesn't love me. Um, But eating-wise, I just went to Gaucho last week for a birthday meal, which was actually all right, like, because it was a set menu as well. It's a bit cheaper than usual. So, I just went for the, I think I just had a romp, fries, had some fancy, like, little starters and sauce. So, I just kept it simple, nothing too excitable. I think, you know, when Christmas is coming through, it's like you start to wind down a bit. So, that was it for me, just a little gauchos. If there's anyone that I did go out with and I missed, I'm sorry. It's not personal, but yeah. Where did I, what did I eat? I didn't eat anything Mm-mm. dramatic, to be honest. You know, no, I'm not like you. I know. <laughs> um... I think it's because I've been sick, so mm. I've just been trying to get on my soups and medication. Um, but I did go to a few places. I Ooh. went to the Bunker Theatre to see a play called Chutney, uh, which is about a power couple who have everything going, live in, in the suburbia, but have a tendency to want to kill animals. Mm. Um, so it explores the reasons behind this, why, and also... Um, what you know how what what the future holds for them also went to see a play at the black battersea art center called super black man and it explores mental health which obviously come from our last podcast i thought that would be good to see so it explores about being black um and having mental health so it's about a guy called al who believes he can fly and he's challenging this idea and this energy into his um comic that he wants to try and write so it starts with a monologue and then ends with the same monologue so it's a one-man band and it's literally directing mm. and playing the music and doing the lights for everything by a guy called Lecon Lewell so um if you're into that kind of thing do go and support and see it, it was interesting would I go and see it again I am not sure it was a bit too interesting and a bit hard to follow for me but only when I got home did I have a oh eureka moment at the pieces to kind of form together and kind of made sense. So, yeah. So, what does black history mean to you and how does travel play a role in this? Being honest, I think as I've got older, I haven't focused on Black History Month as much as I should have. So, I think when we are younger, it was drummed into us through our parents and I wouldn't say school did a lot, but I think there was more things around you drumming it in. Even though, like, social media highlights it, I don't know, when you start going to work and stuff like that, you don't... I find I don't focus on it as much, 
But then if I'm traveling somewhere, which I know has a high population of black people, I will always try and see if there's anywhere that I can go abroad. Um, so I would say, okay, maybe I don't focus on it in October itself, but generally day to day, I think I always try and stay connected to my culture in ways that I can. If I see things pop up throughout the year that are black owned, black run, I'll try and go. So like in the past, I've been to, did you go as well, that exhibition? Oh, what's it called? The superheroesy one. There's like a superheroesy exhibition. Of some sort. I can't remember what it was soul called. Of, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. That was good. Yeah. And because I went for free as well. So, <laughs> so, <it's even> <laughs> <laughs> so I think things like that, I will try and go. But I think it's for us, it's for us to be more conscious when things are coming up. So I think the National Portrait Museum, no, the National gallery, Portrait yeah. Gallery, they do a few things as well. But I'll be honest, I don't think I stay on top of it and I check what's really going on. So I think that's a point where I need to actually do better and see what's coming up and stay focused. There's a couple of times where I've travelled where I've made sure I've been to places that have links to slavery and there's black culture and things like that. So that's the little bits I add. <laughs> For me, I'm on the fence because um, obviously I think it's important. And when I say black history, what it means to me, like I said before, it's past, present and future. But I don't believe that we should just have a month and solely on that month we focus on black history. I believe it should be taught in schools, it should be integrated into your social education, into your personal education, um, you know, in your environment. Mm. Um, you need to support black businesses, go to black events. And I think all of that and celebrating the culture and celebrating history and actually going back home to places like the Caribbean, um, places like Cuba, Haiti and mm. Africa and actually, and Brazil also, um, they've got a lot of Afro-Brazilian roots um, actually living that firsthand. So that's how I feel travel comes into that because travel builds on your experiences and education. So it's kind of like a um, an education without a pen and paper. It's more of a visual and audio mm-hmm. education. And that's how I feel that's the role that travel plays for that. Now, I did ask a few of our followers what black history meant to them. And I got a few dispersed responses some people said freedom, quite a few, and other people said nothing. So I think that that response is tailored to the actual month, Black History Month, on its own. So sorry for those that said nothing, and I, I totally understand what the others meant by freedom. Mm-hmm. We also asked ourselves, um, I'll start with Rini, what would you, would you scrap Black History Month and why? I wouldn't scrap it, but I think us as black people need to probably do more to push it. But I think as time's gone on, like some of the places I work, it'll be like random places I go to and they'll be trying to do something for Black History Month. So it's becoming more recognised in the UK. But then as I reflect on things, back in there I'd be like, okay, why don't schools and things like that do more for black history? But it's not for a school to do that. Schools are not run by black people. The whole school institution was never made to suit black people. So it's for us as black people, to do more ourselves. So I don't think it should be scrapped. I actually think that as a community, we need to come together a bit more. I think, as I said before, as we're getting on, we sometimes lose our way a bit. So I definitely shouldn't be scrapped, should be pushed a lot more um, than it is really. And I think for myself, when I have children, I'll make sure it's pumped into them. So when I was growing up, we had a lot more things for black people. We had a lot of, um, like, youth centres, we had all like these cultural arts places where I grew up in Birmingham so we had things to kind of connect with I'm not sure if those things are 
um, going on as much now. But I think for me, I know I definitely make sure my kids are doing those sorts of stuff as well, so that they're staying rooted within their culture. Because school's not going to teach them that. I'm probably going to be at work, so they need to get it elsewhere. So no, definitely not to scrap it. It needs to stay. I believe. Um... I I was 50-50, but now um, I did read something on um, Vegan Month, because they've got a Vegan Month as well, and the, her, the chair of the Vegan Month actually said something really specific that really hit home. Um, I will find it, and I will say it. And, and she was like, you know, a month isn't enough to talk about veganism. It should be a lifestyle. It should be a way of life. But what that month does is allows people, you know, vegan vendors and vegan people to celebrate and teach others about their history mm-hmm. and, you know, why veganism started. So I think that directly applies to Black History Month. So I could say that's a positive on that note. Yeah. However, when you just limit, I feel giving it a month kind of limits it. So I mm-hmm. feel like it should be all year round, you know, <coughs> integrated in, in our education system, which I've said before. So I believe, I, I'm totally on the fence with that, but more to a scrap. Um, some of our followers said the following. A few of them won't name any names. And she said, only if black history was mandatory, mandatorily added to primary and secondary school education would she want it scrapped? She's like, only on that premise. Hold on, say that again. Only if it was added to our education system. She'd want it scrapped if it was yeah. added. Why? And someone else said, that's what she said. Oh. <laughs> Question was, her. <laughs> if it was to become part of the educational syllabus, i.e. the Tudors, and didn't start and end with slavery, which it didn't and doesn't, then yes, she would like it scrapped. Yeah. Okay? That was a really good response. Like that. And the last one was a male response, actually. Um, and this was the longest. He said, people should have a challenge for that month. They should share posts about black history yes. and have black history events, etc. It should really be a month-long celebration. Mm-hmm. Currently, Black History Month means kids in schools have a theme from their history lessons, and that's pretty much it. And I thought that was a good one. I think because I'm not a parent, like, not even going to touch on this too much, I don't actually know what goes on in schools, but that's the one thing I keep saying. We expect the schools and the government to do things. This ain't our country, this is not our land, so it's for us to do it. I think we have to move past that stage as, yeah, they talk about the Tudors. That's their history, so they're mm. going to talk about it. It's for us to push it, and sadly, we don't. We say we're going to push it. You probably get the odd few black parents that are pushing it, and it depends on the areas of the schools. But you know what? We can't keep saying they should do this, they should do that. I think it's now for us to rise up and say this is what we want because I'm not sure how it happened and I could be wrong so if I'm wrong I don't apologize um but like things like <laughs> no I don't <laughs> like things like I grew up in Birmingham so we used to talk about Hinduism Sikhism things like that but I have this feeling that um they pushed for that which they did because it's we like had quite a large Asian yeah? yeah and then there were Sikhs on the governing boards for schools and things like that black people we need to make sure we're involved in those systems so we can add to it why mm. why why should they but that's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to get too too involved in it, but it's for us to do it at the end of the day. So we can't really moan. And that's why I try not to say too much because I know I don't do enough for Black History Month myself. So, yeah, I'm going to stop on that one. Good point, No, it's, no it's, it's true. That, you know, we have to integrate ourselves into part of society so that they can hear our voice, they can hear our concerns, and we can have a bit of influence. Like, yes. 
you know, something you could do is approaching the teacher directly and asking them. I don't see a lot of um, black heroes and sheroes in our in the work that we get. Could mm-hmm. we include some of them? Could we include some more black authors in our reading list? Yes. Join the Parents and Governors Association. Just little things, you know, speaking to the head teacher directly. All of those little things. Yeah. So, still on the topic of black history, what places of interest are there in the UK for Black History? Any significant places to visit, to go and see, things to do? Uh, Slave Museum in Liverpool, which I haven't got to go to, which is so bad, but um, there's a Slave Museum there. There's two. I've been to There's both. two? Oh, have you? Yes. Oh, go for it then. I'll <laughs> <laughs> leave it to you. <laughs> I've been to both and they've got a... Um, I think that's until January, actually. They've got a Black Seaman... Um, exhibition, which is there about well? yes, mm. they've got two. They've got International um, Museum of Slavery. Um, there's there's two names for it. There's International Museum of Slavery, and I think it's the Slavery Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, in Liverpool. They're literally right next to each other in the centre. So go and have a look. Uh, but it's free, so there's no excuse not to not to join. Obviously, some exhibitions do accept donations, so go ahead and donate. Please donate. Um, Please the donate. Slavery Museum got hit home for me. That was really... Because one museum was about celebrating mm-hmm. and uh, black achievements, and the other was, like, the cold, hard, real truth of slavery. And I know some argue, like, okay, black history is... Slavery is where black history began, and, we, you know, we still need to talk about it. I mean, it is a, is a p- very painful part of mm-hmm. black history but it's not the only part of black history so I like the balance between the two anywhere else um so I haven't so this, is, this is why it's really bad I haven't been to a lot of the places I think is it in Brixton they have is it the black archives black things? cultural archives yes yeah. so it's there so I think I actually need to make sure I'm hitting some of these places because if I'm going to go out show and spend enough my money I'm sure I can go to the black cultural archive centre so I need to really go there so I'll I know that I've been a oh bless time. you this is what I was hinting at really I wanted to take me out she don't take me anywhere she <laughs> don't take me nowhere yeah so I think there are places yeah. you know what I mean so I think like I said, it's for us to be more proactive and mm-hmm. they're cheap days out. So Yeah, it's free. Again. I'm actually going to try and go freebies. more. And the one you mentioned, like, I was saying to some of my girls, let's go to Liverpool. And we didn't mm-hmm. saw it. So I think that's something. I think with Liverpool, it's because by the docks, it's cold around them times. But I definitely want to do something. So you know what? If there's anyone listening that wants to come as well, maybe we'll do a little something, get a little coach and some alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that's good because if it's... Yeah, kind of adventure yeah. Um, to Liverpool. I think that would be good for people to do I've done more um, black history things abroad if mm-hmm. anything I haven't done enough in the UK so okay. when we touch on abroad I can maybe say a bit no problem um, I'm a bit of an explorer so I've got quite a long list mm-hmm. the Bank of England now many people mm. think oh the Bank of England is just English money it's actually um, a lot of the gold gold used to be the old currency that they used to use and where does gold come from Africa. Africa. <laughs> so um, the actual first gold coin was actually um, from a place called Timbuktu, mm-hmm. which was the largest gold trade at some point, and that's actually in Mali. You know in school when you used to hear, oh, I'll kick you back to Timbuktu? Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. actually think it was a real place. I only learned yeah, it was yeah. a real place uh, some, uh, this year, actually, so shame on me. And also Egypt and Nigeria are quite central in that gold trade. So if you ever pop into Bank of, Bank of England, do go and see one of the first gold coins. Wow. And the actual name was called Guinea, because that's where the first gold co- um, coin originated from. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Cleopatra's Needle, which goes without saying, that's in Victorian Embankment. That's that's actually a plain example of where British explorers saw something that they liked um, and brought it to the city to display. So it kind of gives you an inkling that actually it's 1,500 years older than London because that, mm-hmm. that's when um, archaeologists predated it. You could tell it was older than actually before London even existed. So that kind of goes to show you <sighs> London's been stealing African art for a mm. long time. Touching on this subject, the British Museum, again, this is free, do go and see it. They have lots of um, exhibitions about Egypt and lots of artefacts from places like Benin and Nigeria. So if you're ever in the area, do go and see. Nelson Mandela, that goes without saying, legend. There's a statue of him in the Parliament Square. Take a selfie with it, go for a walk. Totally up to you. Olauda Equiano. Now, this is the one name I actually heard in school. It's the one part of black history that we actually got taught. And he was a Nigerian autobiographer. And he sold his story is about slavery. And his work actually led to the abolition of slavery. Now, if you want to go and see a memorial plaque, it's on 73 Riding House Street in Westminster. Now, I'm going to be talking about Pegnam. For those that don't know, that's SE15, where I reside. And there's a famous doctor called Harold Moody. Now, don't let the name fool you. Um, he did a lot for the community. Um, this memorial plaque can be found on 164 Queens Road in Peckham. So if you're ever near, take a selfie. He was a Jamaican campaigner for racial equality. And he did this through his work uh, as a physician, where he actually treated uh, people of colour for free, um, educated mm. them about health, and also faced a lot of rejection in his medical field as a black person, which is what fueled him to start his own practice, which he later then moved to Queen's Road, where you can find the plaque. That's also where he lived. Windrush Square, Shireen mentioned, that's where the British Cultural Archives is in Brixton. Brixton has a lot, as a wealth of, um, especially Caribbean history. Mm. So if you're ever down there, do go for a history walk. You know, you'll see a lot of um, black history in Brixton. And there's also a lot of black books and black authors in the British cultural, the black cultural archives as well. There's also a restaurant, I haven't forgotten about you, North, called Mangrove Restaurant, which was the, used to be the headquarters of the black civil rights, the Black Panther movement. And it was founded by an activist called Frank Critchlow. I don't know if I said it. Apologies to Frank. Rest in peace. Um, it was a meeting place for Black Panthers and offered legal mm. advice to young black men who were treated unfairly by the police. That was back then. That goes to show you not a lot has changed. That can be found at All Saints Road in Notting Hill. So do go and visit. There's also a really cool... It's a small exhibition, but it's... um. They do pop-up exhibitions, so a lot about uh, people of colour, Muslims, Black and African, Caribbean. It's called Autograph, and that's on Riverton Street in Shoreditch. They do a lot. You know, go for it. It is small. Um, You can probably walk around it in about ten minutes, but they they have a wealth of um, range of um, exhibitions as well. Yeah, I've got quite a few. They've got powerful pictures as well from there. So you know, inbox us. We're happy to send them on if you want. And they're always changing their exhibitions there 
and they always give out free drink. So if you're thirsty like me, go for it. <laughs> Another place I would say, because I'll be here all day if I don't shut up, is Bath. Now, this is a place mm. I visited, um, and they have a Roman baths there. And it's not obvious, but there's a few of the roles that black people played in the Roman baths. And it's also a famous site for the King Hale, Selassie, Selassie. Um, who's actually, when his years of exile, he spent there and lived some of them in a place called Fairfield House, uh, which is now um, a place that they take care of the elderly there. And he has been said to have frequented the Roman bars quite a number of times. So if you're ever there, do go and visit. Now... That's good. You know a lot, you know. That's really good. That's <laughs> actually you. really good. There's also places of interest abroad. So we've told you about all the stuff that's on your doorstep. So do go and see when you do get a chance. And now, if um, there's also places abroad. So I'll let Shireen lead with this one. So abroad, I've been to quite a few. So where have I been? Um, so my most recent was obviously when I went to Ghana, so at Almina Castle. So I'm going to go through the ones I've been, I'm just going to touch on them slightly. So Almina Castle, um, Gambia, I went to Kentakunta Island. Um, when I was in the Dominican, they focus a lot on black history as well. So I was in the Dominican Republic. I feel like, where else now? Obviously when I've been to Jamaica. Jamaica. Ghana, Gambia, Dominican and Cuba. They're like the five main ones where you can find out a lot about black history. So I'm going to focus on Gambia to begin with, which was one where there was... Gambia and Ghana, they were quite good because they were two of the main ports. But what I found about Gambia, because it was just us on the tour, there's a lot, it was a smaller tour and we had hired a private person to take us around. It was a lot more in-depth, so... Obviously, a lot of it's eroding as well because of the sea levels and everything. But you can go into, like, some of the chambers. So I think that's kind of what hits you because you see how small the chambers were and when they used to break the slaves. So there's that one there on James Island. Mm. Uh, I think they were saying a lot of the descendants are still living in that area and run things in that area. So they kind of talk about when the Portuguese came in, when the Arabs came in. So they actually go from before the Atlantic slave trade because obviously the Arabs came in as well. Like, I'm not going to tell you everything because I don't know everything off my head. Um, Almina Castle. What was interesting about there is like, someone told me this. I couldn't smell it exactly, but they were saying like, you could go in there and smell blood. But you don't smell blood exactly, but obviously where the blood has oxidised against the bricks. So you can kind of see the colouring in the walls. It has got that metally kind of smell to it. Um, because I'd been, I've been to those things before and I went to Gambia before that. It hits you, but I don't know. I think in a way, I'm kind of used to it, but there are some people that it hits them hard, but it's something that, through growing up, I've always made sure I was aware of it, but going there, it still kind of hits reality and it hits home, but there are two places you definitely have to visit. Anyone going to Africa, if you go to Africa, you can't go to the motherland and not check out these things, and I think in Gambia, they also have a museum as well, so you can read through the documents, they've got some of the old artefacts there as well that you can look at, I probably have got some pictures of those somewhere, so I will find them, um, I found when I went to Dominican, they spoke a bit about slavery, but it was a bit, diff no, I would say they more focused on black history, so in the Dominican, they do, 
except obviously the descendants of Africa. However, if you've ever watched a lot of things on like Afro-Latinos and stuff like that, there's a lot of colorism going on there and like issues with them and the Haitians. So they go into a bit about their issues with Haiti. But I find that when you go Dominican, obviously they're not going to say, be quite honest and say they have huge issues with Haiti. But then when I went to Haiti, I think I had a bit of history on that but not as much but that's something definitely to read into because Haiti's been through quite a lot but you'll see like the divide between them and the Dominicans and how they're treated a lot differently obviously because they're seen as in inverted commas the black ones and whatever and a lot of Dominicans try and sway away from some of their African roots um Cuba they touch on it as well so they kind of touch on like Orishas and some of their roots from Nigeria so I'd say if you're going to any countries of black origin it's always good to try and check out um their history really and what they're saying about their links their black origin and stuff like that and kind of just speak to the locals as well because a lot of the locals will tell you stories from their forefathers and things like that so that's the things I've done abroad um trying to think if there's anywhere I'm off to soon that will have any links to black history I can't think of any at the moment no no but yeah that's what I've done when I've traveled I forgot to in the UK that I I was meant to say Bristol which is a mm-hmm. lot of the ports um obviously the majority was Liverpool and London but a lot of the ports were also in Bristol mm-hmm. and places like Exeter and Plymouth that they don't really t- tell you about mm. um now abroad um <clears throat> I've been to a few and I visited not for the purpose of black history, but when I did visit, obviously I had to get some education on and go to a few mm-hmm. tours and visit some landmark places. So South Africa, obviously everyone knows what South Africa is famous for, Nelson Mandela apartheid, and a lot of that, a lot of the effects are still seen in the country today. And so if you are privileged enough, do go to Robin Island tour. That tour brought tears to my eyes. That was actually where Nelson Mandela was held captive. And a prisoner that was in prison with Nelson Mandela actually does the tour. And you can see how small the cells were, um, in the conditions that they faced. And they also tell you um, what it was like, life as a black person, and how they were treated, how they had to have like a black passport to carry to identify them as a mm-hmm. human being. And without that passport, they didn't have... Right, so that's like basically, if you had to live in London and carry around your your British passport, but also a name tag to identify, you know, how much of a Negro you were and stuff. So that was a painful tour, but I definitely, definitely, definitely advise you guys to go on that. Obviously, Nigeria, you know the land of oil and gas. Um, there's quite a lot of nature reserves there that are, you know, if you don't, if people don't frequent visit these nature reserves you know, won't sustain themselves and, you know, they'll mm-hmm. get lost in translation. You know, they've got mountains there, Josh, and places that even though it's hot, the altitude of the mountains, sometimes it can snow. So, And it's also the largest population for butterflies. You can tell I'm Nigerian, can't you? I'm just really, I'm really kicking Nigeria, you know, I'm really forcing it down your throat. But yeah, no, it is a place. Um, it is a good place to visit. And it's also next to places like Togo and Benin. And Benin is beautiful. Mm. It's famous for art. Although, you know, those bronze masks and those heavy masks and the mask mm. racings that you see, that's where it originates from. So if you do, if you're, you know, you're art and cultured and art is your thing, definitely, okay. definitely visit Benin. And as um, Shireen said, she went to Ghana and I've been to Nigeria. Literally, Benin just rests in the middle of those two. Yeah. So it's easily accessible from both countries. 
um, Ethiopia uh, would be a good place to go. And if you know anything about African history, that's where um, they say that Africa started from, is actually Ethiopia. So that's an interesting place to visit. I haven't been fortunate enough to visit myself, but it is on the list of places to go. Can and I put in for a second? Yeah. One thing I would say, Sabi, anyone gonna that's going to visit any of these spaces, I think it's actually good just to sit there. Sometimes you go through the tour, but I think it's good to sit and take it in as well and see how you feel when you're in that environment. Sometimes you don't really process what's gone on in the past. So that's one thing I'd say, sit and just really reflect, like do the tour, whatever. But just take that time out. I think sometimes you'll rush through the tour and you won't really take in what's going on. So that's one thing. Really just take it in and just have a look. Like, I'm a person. I'm not really big on tours at times. Like I like to flick through them and just get out. But I think once you start to take it in, look at the surroundings. Like, it really hits home. But back to you, Banke. Egypt. And that's a place that me and Shireen have visited together. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, we only visited Sharm El Sheikh. We didn't have time. Or the expenses to go to Cairo and Luxor. But if you are there, do, do, do definitely go to Cairo and Luxor so you can see the pyramids and all of that, the mummies and stuff like that. The stuff that they show you in the British Museum, but it's the real deal over there. Um, last but not least, Barbados. Um, visit, visit to Bridgetown, see the history and culture there. Haiti would is is something that I think we need to a go place there. that I would love to go, especially being Nigerian um and Yoruba. A lot of the um Orisha's deities and stuff and well, these people would like to say juju. I don't see it as that. I see it as spiritualism. Nah. We'll have a it's we'll a probably do there. a topic on that. That <laughs> you know? would be interesting. <laughs> and last but not least, America. Now I know it's a land of idiots and Trump. But it is rich with history because, you know, our people were taken over there. And um, before, they used to have a um, Negro History Week, which was only one week. That was pre-1926. Obviously, now we are fortunate or maybe not as fortunate enough to have a whole month, which is Black History Month. So, you know, we've gone past the times where we were referred to as Negroes and only had a week and now have a month. They've actually got a National Museum of African American History and Culture to visit. Texas would be a good place. Mississippi, Harlem. New when York. When I went to Harlem, they had... Uh, Shireen's been. Um, the National Black Theatre. Mm-hmm. And there's also another museum. I can't remember what it's called. It's, like, down the road. But by the time I got there, it was closed. But definitely hit up the National Black Theatre. It's free. Mm-hmm. There's paintings, different things for you to see there. I think when I was there, they might have been doing some rehearsals, but I, didn't, I wasn't able to watch those. But definitely down the road, there was some form of museum of some sort. So, definitely. Last them. but not least, Atlanta. Okay, the food might not, not be that great. But they have a lot of history and culture in Atlanta. It's a place to be. Now, you know what's coming next? Disturbing London. This week's going to be slightly different and a bit longer because now we're going to incorporate all things black. So we're not just going to tell you about one thing, we're going to tell you about a few. Mm-hmm. So would you? is there any particular podcast you'd recommend uh, Podcast-wise, if anyone knows me, there's only a few podcasts I listen to and a lot of them are motivational. So British podcasts, the only British podcast I listen to is Making Sense Podcast because I haven't really got time for the others. Okay. And, oh, there's another travel podcast, Melan- no, Millennial Travel, but all my other podcasts are like American motivational podcasts and like finance podcasts. So yeah, that's it, podcast-wise. For me, it would be 
two doors in a pod, obviously. Well, of course, of <laughs> you <know>. course. <laughs> it's an original food and travel podcast. Obviously, you're listening, so make sure you follow, subscribe, and that's in your favourites. And also, podcasts that kindly featured me, uh, Mike's and Men. That's a people's podcast run mainly by men, but for people of all colour. Um, definitely follow and subscribe and listen to them. Uh, any travel related disturbing London? Um, travel related wise, so my main two would be BB Travel Linker. So if any travellers out there, black, the, it's the first and the only black British travel meetup networking group that's run by Doyin. So basically it's a London-based travel and community celebrating and elevating travel and encouraging diverse travel. And also they have um, a business called Win Collect- Well, she is part of Win Collectives. So it's basically like a travel company that creates group travel packages across the globe. And if you see some of their visuals, like they're absolutely amazing. So God willing, in 2019, I'll be able to jump on one of them trips. So travel-wise, definitely those two. But if you can get yourself down to any of the Black British travel link-up groups, like they're really good. Everyone's quite chilled, relaxed, you learn all things travel. Um, yeah, it's great. It's just a nice hub and it's not one of those places where you're going and um, it's like you're just in competition with people. Everyone's just there to help you. So, yeah. I would recommend Black Voyagers. You can follow them on Instagram. And a really good travel agent, Mintex Travel. They literally stay with you every step of your journey from the beginning to end and support while you're on holiday. Um, arts and culture, I would recommend Tristan Bates Theatre and at the moment they've got a black dress season which is celebrate up till the 22nd of December celebrating all things art for black women specifically, that's the target audience. Um, any books, I would say, or book clubs, uh, Shireen's got quite a few, the only one I'd recommend would be Let's Read and you can find them on Facebook. Uh, I'll say Black Girl Book Club. Um, follow them they do quite a few things but I think the only other through arts and culture like another travel brand um travel eat slay so they do like branded travel t-shirts and hoodies and it's also like a community for travelers to share their traveling tips and their getaways so definitely hit up um travel eat slay like they're they're proper they are like them so yeah that's my little ones Okay, uh, reading, what are you currently reading? Nothing. Well, I've got a few things like coming up, but let's just say nothing for now, because I don't read much. I am a bookworm, so... <coughs> Excuse my cough. I'm currently reading Children of Blood and Bone, and I need to pronounce this properly. Um, so bear with me while I pronounce the author's name. It is by a guy called Tomi Adeyemi. All right. Um, and last but not least, any theatre productions that are as black and proud that you would go to or you have been to? And still need to quickly go to Nine Night before... Definitely. You want to yeah, go? All right, go. let's yeah, quickly that. That's go. it. All I need to know is I need someone to go with. I can go solo, yeah. but I want to friends. That's like the National Theatre, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Nine Night. Is. Um, obviously, I said Super Black Man at British... Batsy Art Club, you know, um, depends on what your flavour is and what you like. It had audience participation and a monologue to start and finish. So if you <coughs> like that sort of thing, by all means, check it out. And Hamilton. 
which is a really, really tough show to get a ticket for. And it's about an American revolutionist um, from the West Indies, and it's about his story, and it's telling his story. So I'd recommend those two. Now, before we close, you know how to find us. Like, follow, subscribe, and we'll see you in our next episode. Wicked. Yep, everything will be in the show notes. If you've got any questions for us as well, just hit us up on Instagram. We will respond because we're really nice like that and we like to engage with our listeners. So, yeah, we will hit you up with the next episode. Take care.